Following long investigations, ESCOM and the Special Investigating Unit have finally managed to link names of individuals to its deepening financial woes. ESCOM's debt is estimated at over 300 billion rand. The company's previous management has often been blamed for entering into contracts that were not beneficial to the utility. At the center of this was the state capture driven by the Gupta family. ESCOM spokesperson Sikonati Manchancha explains. ESCOM and the Special Investigating Unit have today issued summons in the North Gauteng High Court to recover funds from former ESCOM executives, former board members, members of the Gupta family and, and their associates, and others. The funds were lost in a concerted effort corruptly to divert financial resources from ESCOM to improperly and illegally benefit the Gupta family and entities controlled by the said family and their associates during their 2015-2016 acquisition of the operations of Optimum Coal Holdings Limited. Among the executives named are former Chief Executive Officer Brian Molife, former Chief Financial Officer Anon Singh, and former Group Executive for Generation Matsila Koko. ESCOM's former Head of Legal, Susan Daniels, is also named. The former Minister of Mineral Resources, Mseben Zizwani, is also on the list. Associates of the Gupta family, Salim Aziz Issa, and Gupta brothers, Rajesh Atul and AJ, will also be summoned. But some experts say most of the stolen money has already left the country. Energy analyst Ted Bloom says ESCOM will not be able to recover most of the stolen money and that the process will be costly. They're trying to close the stable door after the horse has bolted. You know, uh, the money's gone. Uh, you know, there's very little money here. So for them to get any money out of uh, Molefe and Coco. Uh, most of the money has gone overseas with the Gupta, sir. I don't know why ESCOM has waited uh, nearly four years uh, before they instituted action. So they're actually just wasting more money by court action. ESCOM is accusing the summoned former executives and board members for breaching their fiduciary duty and it says that they acted in a concerted state capture effort with the Gupta brothers. I am Tepo Mungwai in Johannesburg. Now to shed some light on corruption in SOE such as ESCOM and other matters pertaining to malfeasance in South Africa, we now speak to the Head of Legal and Investigation at Corruption Watch, Karam Singh. A very good morning to you, Karam, and welcome. Good morning, Elvis. Thanks so much for having me. Mr. Singh, your reaction to the announcement by ESCOM and the SIU where they've issued these summonses to recover close to 4 billion rand from former executives at ESCOM board members as well as the Gupta brothers? Well, uh, it's very interesting timing, isn't it, Elvis, given everything else that's going on in the country and the the sort of frustration people are feeling about the lack of action uh, in regard to uh, some of the corruption allegations that are coming out. Uh, You know, it's clear that following the era of state capture that um, the Special Investigating Unit might be one of the few uh, agencies within government standing that's able to really pursue effective investigations and uh, in, in, the ch- in a situation where it's a challenge to pursue prosecutions, uh, attempt to recover uh, stolen assets, uh, assets linked to the, the era of state capture, I think is a, is a positive development. I, I hear your uh, the previous uh, guest or the recorded guest saying that the, the horse has already bolted and that the money is gone, but nevertheless, um, 
the attempt to hold the individuals accountable and recover this money, I think is a positive development. Now, with that money gone, as Ted Bloom indicated, and perhaps in foreign accounts, and the Gupta brothers long skipped the country, how is that money going to be recovered, do you think? Well, I mean, I think the, the, the key thing is to, to get these uh, the various individuals be, uh, uh, before the court. Um, you know, many of them still reside in South Africa. They would still have assets. It's clear that the Guptas are, are, have gone to Dubai, and it's, it'll be very uh, I'll be shocking to see if the Guptas are ever uh, brought before court here. But certainly there are assets, uh, there are properties, there, there'll be other uh, vehicles and the like. So I'm sure that there will be a possibility of recovering some of the funds, whether they are able to recover the full $3.8 billion from these individuals will, remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. Now, the Gupta brothers, as I said, is long gone, but should this not have done be much sooner in terms of issuing these summonses, perhaps? And, and now it seems that after four years, it's a little too late. And is that debt not even oversubscribed or subscribed by now? It could, could very well be that it's too late and that, that the funds are gone. But, you know, uh, all this, these processes, whether it's a prosecution or whether it's asset recovery, has to follow the process of a, a thorough investigation. Uh, this has to now go before a tribunal where evidence will be led. So um, you know, even though we had whistleblowers in this matter and, and this, these issues have been in the public domain, uh, I'm sure the SIU uh, did their best to complete their investigation as soon as they could. So, um, you know, these, these mm-hmm. things have to follow, follow due process. So, uh, uh, mm-hmm. while the delay is, is unfortunate and may have an impact upon the ultimate asset recovery, I'm afraid that, uh, uh, you know, that, that's the way these things go. We've also seen called the, the, uh, the, that, that COVID-19 has produced the so-called covert premiers in this country. Are you convinced in general that the state is serious about fighting corruption now and, and how do, should we deal with corruption in general? I don't think we can say that, uh, <clears throat> that, that the state is serious, that we have the adequate political will in place to fight the corruption. I think uh, the president's statement yesterday was a very powerful one, and we certainly welcome it. But it's clear that the the fight against corruption is a contested terrain within the ruling party, uh, and that there are some within uh, uh, President Ramaphosa's own party that have a very different view to the uh, uh, stringent requirements of fighting corruption. So I think political will remains a challenge. But each of these cases, whether it be uh, uh, following an SIU investigation to do asset recovery or ultimately uh, prosecutions down the line, point to what government needs to do. Uh, And I think the thirst and the hunger from the public to make it happen is certainly there. And and there's great frustration as we wait for uh, real accountability. Mr. in response to the corruption challenges. Mr. Singh, I, th- I thank, you th- thank you so much for your time. That was Karam Singh, the head of legal and investigations at Corruption Watch.